At Primrose Schools, a child's first years are our first priority. From infants to five years, high-quality early learning education and care means health and safety always come first. In classrooms with low student-to-teacher ratios and a thoughtful balance of play and structure, guided by teachers who nurture your child's natural curiosity, inspiring a lifelong love of learning. For the premier early learning education experience, visit primroseschools.com today. Welcome to You Are Being Tested, Do Not Worry, with Marie ZQ. Marie is a motivational speaker and author who has survived difficult challenges. And after she survived cancer, she began to think deeply about her purpose in the world and her calling. Her goal in life is to help others. You can learn more about Marie at MarieZQ.com. We invite you now to join Marie as she opens with what she is grateful for today. Well, hello. Welcome to You Are Being Tested. Do not worry. My name is Marie Zitomo Quintanilla, but you can call me Marie ZQ, of course. Wow, what a beautiful day in California here every Saturday at 4.30 p.m. You guys tune in to listen to us. JJ and I, the producer, are so grateful and thankful for you, the listeners. And today is our Father's Day show. Yay! JJ, are you excited? I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. What are you doing for your father for Father's Day? Well, my father lives up in Southern Oregon. Uh-huh. So I, I won't be seeing him. Aww. But uh, just just a little bit ago, we we met in in Sonoma, California, for NASCAR. We spent nice. the whole weekend. Nice. So we we kind of already did our our Father's Day thing. Well, it, it was it was amazing. Well, JJ, I'm glad that you had that time with your father, because you know the Bible talks about how we should honor our father and mothers. And um, we all have different stories. And some of us, maybe when we were teenagers, maybe we struggled a lot with our parents building the relationship. I we know did I did. <laughs> did you, did JJ? <laughs> yeah, not as, uh, not as hard as other people I know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm guilty, JJ. I was bad to my dad when I was a teenager. And um, now that I am a parent myself, I just want to let my father and mother know that I appreciate them because when you're young, you're not really thinking about how they sacrifice and how. No, not at all. Right? We're just right. thinking about being a teenager and being bad, uh-huh. right? So um, now that I am, uh, I'm not ashamed to say it, I'm 42 years old and I'm going I'm to have two kids and I just think to myself, God, I hope that they know that we love them, but parents are not perfect. We all going to make mistakes, right? We're not going to be, we're not going to always know all the answers. Right. So today I wanted to invite my father. I call him Papa. And uh, my dad is an amazing man. I'm not just saying that because he's my dad, but he has been my number one cheerleader. Um, and he has been a blessing. Even when I uh, I heard you have cancer, when the doctors told me I had cancer, the first person that I called was my father. And the kind of person my dad is, is he's a very strong man. And when I called him, I was crying. And he was like, you'll be okay. Stop crying. Get it together. And, you know, at times, you know, if you're uh, if you're a daughter, you may think that's a little rough, but I think that's the perfect thing that I needed to hear because he was basically letting me know, like, you are strong enough to go through this. Like, just know that don't you can feel bad for yourself for two seconds, but just know that you're capable of getting up and fighting. So um, my dad has always been the type of 
father that's um, not only provide, but he's always been there to uplift and to let us know that we can do all things, especially when it comes to education. He is big on that. So this is a little bit about my dad before we interview him. Um, my father is originally from West Africa, Guinea, Conakry. Uh, he was born in a village with a single mother, and um, and he's always and really his dream was to go to school in the United States. And he worked really hard, and he'll share some stories with us in a minute. Uh, he worked really hard and sacrificed a lot um, to get to where he is today. And um, so for Father's Day, I really wanted to take this time to not only celebrate my father's hard work and give him my family all the all the great things that we now have, but really to let him know that we wouldn't be who we are without him, without him making the sacrifices that he made. So as you, the listener, as you're listening to my story with my dad, is I hope that you will find in your heart to know that I don't know what kind of relationship we have with your dad, but to find in your heart to just know that parents are not perfect and uh, we should really take the time to celebrate them, not just on Father's Day, but every day because we don't know when, how long we're going to have them. So, um, so before we start the interview, I want to just give you a brief introduction about my dad. Um, so he was born in West Africa. He was raised by a, a single mother, and uh, he had a dream to come to school here in the United States, and he worked really hard for it. So um, not only that he accomplished his master's degree, but he got a doctorate in engineering, and um, he worked in the United States for many years, and he retired, went back to Africa so he can help his people. So now, let me just go ahead and welcome my father, Edward Zitomu. Should I say Dr. Edward Zitomu? Well, I call him Papa. Well, hello, Papa. Hello, my daughter. How are you? I think I'm doing very well. Okay, well, we are so excited here at KKLA to have you on the show. Like I was just telling the listeners that you have been such a blessing to our family and you have worked so hard to be able for us to live the life that we're living now. And I, before I even ask you any questions, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being who you are and thank you for... Uh, sacrificing so much for our family. You, you are very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I do uh, want to ask you some questions because I know that you did not have it easy as a teenager. You were you were raised by a single mother, and um, there was even times where they needed you to work to help out, but you were very focused on going to school. Where do you think all that motivation came from? Well, I think that's a very good question. Um, I'm just hoping people will be able to actually understand what I'm saying. You know, I I still speak with a very strong African accent. Okay. But I'm hoping people can understand that. Anyway, yes, motivation, it came from uh, the need, first of all, to to, to have the pride to represent my family, myself, despite all the challenges. Yes, when we talk of challenges, there were challenges. As you pointed out, um, going to school, there was a really 
no way for me to have everything that I needed to have. Not that uh, my mom or my father at the time didn't want to give to me, but basically because they didn't have the means to do that. As a result, despite the fact that I went to school, I was going to school and working in the you know, crops mm. to help out because we, you know, of course, we have to, to, to cultivate rice and all that because the main food over there is, is rice. Despite that, I went to school and helped out every time I, I could. Now, uh, from promise to promise, my, but my father, at that, at that time, the way he wanted to encourage me, even though he didn't, he didn't have the means, was to just keep on promising to give, get me something whenever I, I moved from one class to the next at the top of the class. Mm. We did that all the way through, practically through um, high school. My father first promised me bicycle, which I never got. Mm. The year after that, it was like, oh, no, if you go back, you're going to get a little motorbike, which I didn't get, and so forth, mm. until I entered the university. And I think I applied myself very well. Um, I graduated top of, um, of uh, my class going to the university, mm. and um, I graduated in the mining engineering. So that's where I was when I had the opportunity to come here for the years. Of course, I worked a little bit there for a few years, and then um, from a, um, a, a little test that was organized by uh, Halco Mining, mm. I got a scholarship to come here to go to graduate school, which I did. Um, you know, the language barrier, of course, was something very, very difficult and very uh, intimidating at first. Because mm-hmm. when you come into a country where you don't understand what the people are saying, well, I don't know how you can think of going to school if you don't understand the language. Yes. So you have to go through this um, these, uh, intensive English program, which really prepares you, but it doesn't give you all the tools to be able to go in a graduate school because that's in, in engineering probably not a, an issue. But if you were to go in, in a class where they have to elaborate a little more on you know English language stuff, you, you would be completely at loss. So that happened, finished my master's and I decided just for the need to to better myself in order to be probably more useful, I decided to stay and continue. I have to say that because of you know, the example that I showed in the school, my whole, my entire PhD program was actually paid for mm. here in the U.S. by what they call National Science Foundation. And I'm very grateful to those people. It was like a mutual confidence. confidence. They had mm. confidence in me. I had confidence in them. So we pulled together and, and, and did that. That was the very, very first thing. It was to represent myself, represent my family in order to at least to show by an example that you can achieve anything you want when you want it, especially if you're dedicated. The second thing is I wanted to show that education, really, as I tell you all the time, not just you and mm-hmm. your siblings, education is the key for everything. Somebody told me before, that the only thing really, that was my grandfather on my mom's side. Mm. The only thing that really belonged to you is the education you have, is what you have in your head. 
Because everything else that you carry could be money, could be material, could be anything you think of. Somebody else or something else can take it away. Mm. But your knowledge, knowledge, nature comes in. The knowledge is yours to keep until the last day. And I still believe in that. Yes. So I had to apply myself. And uh, that's where we are. And that's the reason I was so big on you and your, your siblings for the need to get educated. And yes. In fact, education to me is the basis for everything. Your, 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 uh, your success in life depends on that. I believe in that. And it's still what, what drives me. Yes. That's basically what I could tell you right now. Small businesses need support now more than ever to stay afloat. Our very own Marie, from You Are Being Tested, Do Not Worry, helps business owners keep their doors open as a human capital management consultant in the Los Angeles metropolitan area. She consults with businesses to stay compliant on all aspects of both federal and state laws. When COVID-19 hit America, Marie helped to rapidly interpret the evolving legislation. She analyzes your company processes to understand your business demands in order to provide a recommendation that meets your organizational goals. Call 310-722-4364 to schedule your virtual meeting with Marie ZQ today. That's 310-722-4364. We also wanted to inform our dedicated listeners that our show is offering two businesses a sponsorship opportunity from January 1st to July 1st, 2021. Promote your services on the KKLA radio station. Now is a time when people are looking for a motivational message of inspiration, as well as services to help them along their path. If your company is interested in being the official show advertising sponsor, please reach out by email at thetestatmariezq.com. Please reach out by email at the test at mariezq.com. That's the test at mariezq.com. Well, it's funny because as your daughter, throughout the years, I remember you when I was in high school. And, you know, I was such a girly girl and I was so focused on my looks and beauty. And I remember you would always say things like, you know, it's great, you know, but I really want you to go and get a degree and, you know, so you have something else besides just looking fashion and looking great. And, you know, it's it's really, now that I think about it, I'm so grateful that I had a father that pushed me to um, pursue my education because you, you are right, because there have been times where I go into interviews and I'm competing with people that have the same experience. And having an education really does not only gives me confidence, but also it helps me to be able to walk into jobs that I may not ever been able to apply for if I didn't have that education. So, exactly. yeah, so I'm really grateful that you were very um, consistent about that, that uh, not only that I needed to have a undergrad, but I needed a master's degree. And I'm very, very thankful that I had a father like you, my father, that really inspired me to pursue a higher education. And uh, I also wanted to ask you, Dad, what would you say your purpose is, uh, your calling is right now at this moment? You have accomplished so much um, from getting a doctorate and becoming an engineer and retiring in the United States and moving back to Africa. Um, So what is your calling? As I said before, 
I like, you may have noticed that, I like to help out a lot mm-hmm. whenever I can. So um, that help is not just restricted to my family. It goes beyond that. Yes. Um, I like, not only that, did I say that I like people to, to value their education, but I want them to be a reference to themselves. So my mission is to try really to convince. That's the reason All sometimes um, I pull together here an organization where I have young Africans who just come from home. And they come here to go to school, but some of them don't really uh, follow through. I try mm-hmm. to tell them that the only, the only thing they can do to better the life, their, their life themselves, and the life of the people who are behind, who are counting on them, was to really go to school and learn something and apply for something that can actually uh, help them earn a living because yeah. everybody's counting on them. Yeah. So, on a larger scale, as a mining and metallurgical engineer, and one of those guys, you can probably take a piece of land. If you can tell them there's copper in it, there's gold in it, there's silver, silver, he can tell you how to get it out, and you can actually get it out. So, Guinea happened to be a country that has a fabulous mineral resources. Mm. I mean, it's so great that I think the only way we can actually better the life of those people over there is to get involved in the the the, 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 the exploitation or the uh, of those those or those mineral resources so that it can benefit the whole the whole country, not just a clan or not just a group of people. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do is to get the people to understand that we have to be willing to come up with an understanding of what it would be if this country that we call Guinea can come at least to an understanding also of um, uh, putting our, 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 our head together so that we can pull it off. It, one person cannot do it alone. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in our country, you see there's just a succession of people who are like... Uh, dictators, the only thing they're thinking of, it is their pocket, their own pocket. They don't care what is happening in the larger society. And this is what really takes me off. Yeah. So we're trying to change that mindset so that we can pull together all the resources to be of help to everybody, not just a single people. Yes. And I've come here, I want to go teach actually the, 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 the worth or the value of hard work. Because when you work very hard, mm. you really you get uh, you get a sense of, of success, and you 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 can be you can be proud of what you have accomplished, and that's the reason you actually extend that right. And uh, to come back to what you said at some point, I'm very proud of what you have done because when you go through all the the, the, the hardships you went through, being sick, having cancer, and all that. You come back and go to school. It tells me, really, there's no limit to what you can achieve when you really put your mind to it. So, uh, my ultimate goal is then to foster really an environment in which um, the, the the resources that will come from the exploitation of those wealth can be used for the welfare of the people of Guinea. That's basically what I'm after right now.
I love that. And I love the fact that you came and um, not, like you said, it's not all about building your success, but also thinking about other people, uh, your family, your community, and most importantly, your the country of Guinea, you are focused on um, really, I, I remember you were part of building roads in Africa. And um, so you always been the type of person that not only you have your goals, but you want to help your community and your country. So I, I think that that's amazing to have that type of purpose and a vision to want to be a blessing bigger than just Thank yourself. You. Thank you. Well, I I am a really amazed on the things that you're doing in Guinea. And I know that um, since I can remember, you always wanted to pursue politics. And, and I know in the next, hopefully we pray, you the listener, pray for my father. We all should pray for him, that he's able uh, to really accomplish one of the biggest goals that he always wanted to do is to do more for his country in Guinea and West Africa and Conakry. And whatever that may be is maybe in the next four to five years, hopefully we can see him um, become the president. I see that because I think he would be a great leader. And um, so, Dad, I just want to say today we celebrate you and as a father and as a man that has a purpose, uh, as a man that has a vision. Uh, not only for his own family, but for his country. So happy Father's Day to you, Dr. Edward Zitomu. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I, in turn, I just wanted uh, to, to say succinctly that I would like to thank uh, your platform, the platform you gave me today, yeah, and also to publicly praise the courage that you displayed, your determination. In, in, this, uh, in particular, to all the, the hardship you've gone through, as I say, in order to be actually a reference to your siblings. Because today, if all your siblings are, are going, they are uh, uh, kind of continuing their education, some are working, it's true the example also you said. Because as, as the oldest, if we let you kind of bear away, then nobody's going to follow, the, the, everybody's going to follow that path. That's the reason we wanted to be a little, a little particularly harder on you and on every, everybody else. Again, thank you for your inspiration. Well, I'm very, very grateful. Well, I just want to say thank you. We, it's an honor not only for me, your daughter, but for my sibling, Rose, Harriet, Toinette, um, Junior, and, and your granddaughter. Um, we want to say thank you um, for all you have done and continue to do please give us your email just in case if any of the listeners maybe want to send you an email they want to do a project maybe in africa and west africa i know i meet a lot of people that want to do projects in africa so please give our listeners your email so if any churches want to do any project in guinea they can reach out to you my email is very simple it's my last name zutomo that's zebra o u as in Thomas O, M as in Mom, O U, at yahoo.com. 
Thank you. Thank you. And to you, the listeners, if you didn't get my father's email, you can go to mariezq.com, go to blog posts, and we will have a blog about my father for Father's Day with his email and his information on there. So, Dad, Papa, thank you so much for being who you are. We love you, and I will see you soon. Thank you very much. Mm. I love you, too. Bye. And to you, the listener, thank you for tuning in to listen to You Are Being Tested. Do not worry. We will see you again next Saturday, JJ and I, at 4.30 p.m. And make it a great weekend. Bye. You're listening to You Are Being Tested. Do not worry. The show encompasses the truth behind the struggles everyone goes through in life and how faith will help anyone get past life's challenges. Listeners can contact Marie by sending an email to thetest at mariezq.com. That's thetest at mariezq.com. Join our Facebook group called You Are Being Tested or connect with Marie directly at her personal Facebook page at Marie Cecile Zutomu Quintanilla. You can follow our Twitter page at You're Being Tested. That's Y-O-U-R Being Tested. And follow us on Instagram at You Are Being Tested. And for more inspirational and motivational advice, subscribe to Marie's YouTube channel at Marie ZQ.